Hello. It's Marty in Dublin. Hello. Hi. You. Hi. How are you? Uh, you were talking with the new boss, I see. Yes. Oh, you were just having oh. a chat here. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's lovely to hear your voice. Likewise. Oh, it's lovely to hear your voice. Um, now, look, the first thing I have to say to you and remind you is the last time we chatted, uh, you had, uh, with the lovely uh, Francesco Teresi, you had the album out. You yes. Had, um, you had their Calling Me Home out. Yes. Last time. Um, is the mantelpiece full of awards? It must be very heavy now, is it? Uh, <laughs> well, it, we, it was very nice to win the Grammy for that one, I have to Look say. At you. It was It was nice, Look at yeah. you. <laughs> Look at you. How many have you got now? You've, you've, you've more than one. I have two Grammys and about like seven nominations, I think. Oh, don't mind like the nominations. <laughs> don't mind them. Because they, they, they end up with sheets of paper, don't they? Really? No, you actually get a medal. You, you do actually, not? Yes, you do. You oh, do. So, so that's brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I give I give mine to my family, so, because it's, it's to what, nice to wear to his medallion. Show. Well, just to put on. Yeah. So, do whatever, put it in a box, I don't know. <laughs> Pretend they won a race or something, yeah, you know. Exactly. It's lovely to hear. Now listen, you're in Limerick as we speak, um, yes. because, you know, you've, 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 so, you've such an incredibly busy life. Um, and I know that obviously you're in Limerick for this big celebration of music at UL. Uh, and the reason is because you have a very special place in UL, haven't you? You're the uh, artist in residence when it suits you. <laughs> yes, yes. When I when I when I'm able to get in, yeah. but uh, you know, when I'm there, the, the the way that I the way that I do it is like when I'm there, I'm like, use me, take me, like let me let's do some stuff, you know. Oh, good so for you. I'm, 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 so we're starting to kind of gear up, you know, and, and yeah. planning planning some stuff in the spring. And I've been there for um, a, a few a couple times now. Well, you're based in Castle Troy, aren't you? Yeah, right, right down the right down the street. But so what does it mean to be an artist in residence? Like, does it mean you've a bed in the college? What does it actually mean? Well, it means to be around you know right, okay. and to be available and I've you know worked with some fiddle students we're going to be working with some vocal students you know just to kind of be in the in the gestalt of it all you know and yeah. and to just be just be there and that's what it is. And as you say, use me, come, come, ask me questions. What can we do? Let's see if we can collaborate, all that. Yes, exactly. That's a exactly. great idea. It truly is. Now, um, on the night, uh, you'll be performing on the night? Yes, ah, yes. Yes. And there's also music from the great Patrick Cassidy on the night, I know. Fantastic. Uh, have yes. you ever met Patrick? I have not. He's based in L.A. Oh, uh, Yeah, he's Irish fella, and he's based in L.A., and he has written a piece for the Irish Chamber Orchestra for the night, which is going to be quite something. Oh, it's going to be amazing. The, however... Look at you at the moment, as if you hadn't enough to be doing, dusting down the mantle to put another Grammy up on it. You go and you write children's books. <laughs> You're unreal. Well, it's, uh, I call that my pandemic pivot. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, because I, when I put this song out, somebody in the Twitter said, you know, oh, that should be a kid's book. And I was like, oh, I'm just sitting here at my at my table at the moment so yeah. you know, we got you know got some meetings together and, and Candlewick uh, Press decided to take me on so I've got four books you four know, uh, to, to come well three more after this one yeah so it's, right. it's amazing <laughs> well we have been involved uh, here at Lyric with a thing called uh, Black History Month mm. uh, and we have been playing uh, many fine artists from and, and some that people mightn't even know you know um, to try and uh, I don't know just give them a profile if you will but the, your book is called Build a House Yes. What's it about? Well, it's I. You know, it's a song that I wrote during um, the protests that were happening in, yes. in, the, in America after the George Floyd sure. uh, murder, and I was just so it's basically kind of a consolidated history of African Americans in, <laughs> in in the United States. You know, over four hundred years. You make it sound. You make it sound. Oh yeah, that's just what it is. Just uh, a yeah, bit of a history. You know, you know it, it was actually just a response uh, for me, kind of getting really frustrated because you know this is the work that I do. I've been yes, studying the history for like fifteen years. Yes, and I'm I know. Just 
just like, what do you want? You brought us here to build, you know, and then I just started, you know, thinking about that and it just sort of flowed. And uh, it, it makes a really nice children's book. I've, I've now done a few children's events and it, it creates a, an opportunity for children and their parents to talk about what's fair, what's not fair, what's equity. And it can be, you know, it can really be um, connected to a lot of different stories. It's not just one story. And that's the whole point is that we all share, you know, aspects of, of, of the story. Well, I, I, I haven't seen the book. Uh, I've seen the cover. I have the cover in front of me. Um, and it's it says steeped in sorrow and joy, resilience and resolve, turmoil and transcendence. It's, it could be any family. This who are fighting against whatever isn't this, it true this is it this is it's a you know the the illustrator monica mckay took the words and she created this <sighs> little this little beautiful little family this mother and father and this little girl who's just so sweet and really represents the best of humanity because she, you know they have to keep moving and they have to keep trying to find a place that they can call their own and she's just there you know like experiencing it all and bringing that sort of child childlike wonder and and, and adaptability to it you yeah. know and it's it's really beautiful i presume it's going to be available everywhere it is going to be available everywhere right. and it's um oh, this will take a minute but i have actually an osguelga uh you know option in the contract so that should be made at some point tell um, me to, more what uh, do you mean tell it'll be in it'll be in irish um and they'll translate it in, and it'll be released here as well uh, in irish but that's still in the works but you know that's um that's uh, that was something that was important to me going into it because my kids go to an irish language you know they go to sure, a gale yeah. school yeah and uh yeah so I'm, I'm, oh, good for you, know, you. I'm doing my bit, trying to. <laughs> God, you never stop. You never slow down. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a wonderful idea. And, and of course, build a house was with, uh, with Yo-Yo Ma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think we should play it? I mean, go for it. Well, it'll give you an extra 50p or something <laughs> by playing it on the radio. Every, so every little bit counts. Every little helps. Absolutely. <laughs>
other thing we discovered about you, because we do research, because <laughs> we, we don't just stroll in here. It sounds like we do, but we don't just... Um, this opera. Yeah. What do you like? <laughs> um, firstly, why an opera? Firstly, yeah, so that's the obvious question, isn't it? Why an opera? Well, I was approached by uh, the Spoleto USA Festival to write an opera, so it was... You know, they said, would you write an opera about this man? Have you ever heard of this man, Omar bin Said? And I was like, who? Yes. You know, and, and it, they told me about him. He's an Islamic scholar from Western Africa, from Senegal, and was sold into slavery. He lived as an enslaved man in North Carolina for over 50 years. I'm from North Carolina. You are. Never heard of this guy. And he had written his autobiography in Arabic. I mean... Well, that would explain why it didn't get your attention. Well, no, I didn't get my attention because it didn't get taught. I mean, this is yeah, the thing. It's a, it's a story that's like fascinating and it's really important to show all the different aspects of what it was like to be an enslaved person when in did you say he, When did you say he lived? Well, he, he died in um, 1854. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he, it was, and he was 37 when he was stolen. Imagine that, 37, Christ. and you have to live in, you have to, he ended up living in North Carolina longer than he had lived in Africa, but he was already a full-grown man, you know, a scholar, and had to completely adjust, and so they said, would you write an opera about this? And, and you know, people often ask me, why an opera? And it's like, well, it's like the ultimate art form, right? It yes. is. It is made for big emotions, big stories. And what is bigger than this, you know, than, than this story of, of, you know, trying to re- hold on to your faith, hold on to your scraps of humanity. And did you, did you collaborate on it or did you, did you write it alone? I did collaborate because I'm, I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if, we you, figured that out. if you want this done this century, you better yeah. let me work with somebody. So I wrote the libretto and I reached out to a film composer, also a classical composer named Michael Abels. That is such a good idea. He's written, um, he's, yeah. he's written the scores to the uh, Jordan Peele movies like Get Out and Us and he's fantastic and it was just an unbelievable collaboration yeah you see when you when you collaborate with someone like that uh, and did you physically collaborate like were you in the same room together or was it uh, you know the old twitterati and stuff how'd you do that well he lives in california so it was all distant but i Mm. i would i would create pieces you know orally so i would create them with my voice yeah exactly right and and banjo piano whatever i had with me and then i would send them to him and then he would you know, translate them into sheet music and, and orchestrate them and put all the colors of the orchestra and, and his ideas. And, and it was a, it was just a beautiful, beautiful partnership. What a great thing to do. What a wonderful thing to do. And, and bringing this man's story to life, because that's what you're doing. And and we were just, I was just in L.A. for the West Coast premiere, the, um, the L.A. Opera, and yes. they, they put it on, the, the premiere of it. And, oh, my gosh, the audience, the most diverse audience I've ever seen in an opera. Go like away. Different colors, different ages, different classes. And the, and the curtain came down at the end of the show and like people just like went nuts i mean it was the most amazing thing i've ever ever seen so yeah it's been it's been quite a journey that is something will you do it again i mean it's already supposed to go to like five other cities oh um because of all the cool commissioners who came in so it's already it's traveling around the united states for the next couple years and then we'll see you know who else wants to do it it's amazing and is it a a honored is it a full orchestra it's a full orchestra it's a full uh chorus i think there was like a 40 piece chorus in LA and you know a full cast of of complete opera singers like it's it's a straight grand opera sure we didn't want to put like a banjo or a cora in in the orchestra you could have snuck one in no one would have said anything well here's the thing that like if you want it done again you don't want to make it hard to do so that instead of putting a banjo in the orchestra the whole orchestra is a banjo sometimes and that I feel like is even more subversive you know Um, a lot of these things that you're involved in be it build a house with the Boca Roma um, very emotionally charged a lot of this work 
work. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> but then you're not exactly averse to a bit of emotion yourself. You're, you're, you're one of those people. You, you throw yourself into it, don't you? If you're going to do it, you're going to really do it. Yeah, I'd, I'm all in. There's, yeah. there's, there's no, you know... Yeah, but you've, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of your calling card when you think about it. Um, stay where you are. I want to play Amazing Grace with, uh, to give Mr. Theresa a moment as well. Is yes, that all right? Just please. Because you know, he deserves it. Has he still got the beard? Uh, his chin, his, his chin, chin, chin beard. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of half a beard. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I don't. Th- I think that's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's a kind of. A, I'm not sure if I'm going to grow this, but it's there anyway. <laughs> sort of beard. He's not with you, is he? No. Good. Good. <laughs> well, I like it, so I'll just say that. <laughs> I do too. I think it's very fetching. Uh, it makes him look like a bandito of some sort. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here's Amazing Grace. This is uh, Francesco Teresi and uh, the great Rhiannon Giddens, who I'm chatting to, who is in Limerick, and I'm here. Now, this is the other, you're, going to, you're staying momentarily, and then where do your travels take you, uh, Rihanna? Because you're obviously always, you're, you're on the road, or you're singing, or you're writing, composing, whatever. Um, what's the next move? What's the next move for you now? Well, the next move, I, I want to add also, there was Emer Mayock on, on the pipes there for Amazing Grace, just to, you know. Thank uh, you. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm back to the States to, I've got 
a, a new record in the works. So that is an exciting thing. I'm also doing a, a show with the LA Philharmonic, and you know, I'm, I'm well, you've you've got them on, you've more. got them on kind of speed dial now, haven't you? <laughs> so you my first, this is my first time with them now. So <laughs> I'm just bringing the LA Philharmonic because I might need a backing band for something. Jeannie Mac. Um, but yeah, that's great. Yeah. Do, you, do you mean recording an album with them? Is that the no? So oh, I'm, it's a separate thing, and oh, then I and okay. then I so you know because I I go to the states and I try to kind of consolidate all the things that I have to do so that I don't have to travel quite so much. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a bunch of stuff when I go over next. But yeah, a new new album in the works uh, hopefully will come out next year. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting Are you thing. doing any acting at all anymore? Um... The only, the only acting I did this year was uh, I did an opera. Uh, actually, was, did my first opera in 18 years. I was in Porgy and Bess in January uh, as Bess, and that that was really fun. But yeah, you, it wasn't you, on TV. What did you have? You had a kind of what a free week or something. <laughs> You're unbelievable. So it was a bit mad. Now, look, some I of this is COVID. You know, sort of pushing canceled things into a very just, full year. You don't just pop into Porgy and Bess. <laughs> no, oh, it almost killed me, but it was an amazing experience. What? Um, where was this? This was in Greensboro Opera, my hometown. Oh, your hometown, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, what a thing to do. It was amazing. I had such a good time. I realized how much I miss acting. You know, I do yeah. miss that sort of, that, that thing. But, you know, I've had I've had projects like almost get to Broadway and then die, you know, like, so yeah. I just, you know, you do what's in front of you. You do, you do, but you're also a creator. And that's the great thing because you could be sitting there wondering if anything will be in front of you. So create, create, create. And that's your, that's your great uh, strength, in fairness. And not only that, actually, I want to mention one other thing. Uh, Paul Simon, didn't you do something with Paul Simon in Newport? I did, yeah. Yeah, we sang, well, I sang American Tune. One of the greatest songs. It is an amazing song, and he changed the lyrics for me to what? sing. Did he? Yeah, he did. He, he. There's two lines in there. He actually called me up to make, you know, to, to discuss this ch- lyric change, which I thought was very, very polite, you yes, know, and very nice. For sure. Um, and I, I thought it was an amazing thing for him at, you know, 82 or whatever he is. He's astonishing. Yeah, he can just sit back and, like, let the accolades roll in, and he's still always wanting to be relevant, wanting to be, you know, so he changed these lines about the Mayflower, you know, this the ship we, we, so it, we got yeah, here on the Mayflower, changed them to, you know, we didn't come here on the Mayflower, so it, it really kind of represents all the people who didn't, you know, right. and it makes the song more accessible and actually really emotional for me to sing. It is one of the, it is one of his great songs. He, I, I, I'm not sure that he's celebrated enough, do you know? I don't think he is, yeah. No, I don't think he is. Uh, and, you know, and people forget the fact that he wrote all those songs. He wrote so many songs. All of them. Like, I was supposed to do this, uh, it was a tribute to the, Gra- like a Grammys tribute to Paul Simon, and that's where we first did it or earlier this year. And you're sitting there listening to all these songs going, oh my God, he wrote that, yeah, he wrote yeah. that, yeah. he wrote that, you know, like it was it was insane. It is insane. Um, and a nice man too, by all yes, accounts. Yes, very nice. Um, uh, you can put him in your pocket. <laughs> you can put him in your pocket and take him home. Yes. But um, I think he's wonderful. Listen, um, it's a joy always to talk to you. You're full of it. I'm just, it's great. Uh, good luck with the celebration on the 24th, uh, Rhiannon. And I hope next time you'll come in here and uh, maybe there'll be a banjo under your arm. Would that be a possibility? That would be lovely. That would be lovely. Bring that old banjo in and we could go a bit, <laughs> get, get a bit bluegrassy in the studio. Let's um, do it. Keep the faith and my best to you and the bearded gentleman. <laughs> Thank you. N- known, known as Francesco. Very <laughs> easy. Uh, Rhiannon Giddens, God bless you. Take care. Thanks, you too.